Hey, 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 (laughs) Bethany Joy here, and this is the Bethany Joy Sings Podcast. Some of you might know me as a vocal coach, world traveler, or a blogger, and then some of you might be like, um, who the heck are you? Either way, I am so pumped that you're here. Over the years, I've had the honor of singing with some of today's most influential worship leaders. I've traveled the nations leading people into the presence of God. But my favorite thing, and above all else, is to be a lover of Jesus and his presence. So I want to invite you into conversation with friends and family from around the globe to a podcast that will be Christ and present-centered as we sip on some coffee and talk about life as a worshiper. Let's do this! Hey everybody, my name is Bethany Joy and this is the Bethany Joy Sings Podcast. I am so honored that you're here and I'm even more honored to have Pastor Chris Clemis on the podcast with us today. Um, He is a friend, mentor, uh, pastor, father to like a bajillion children (laughs) around the world and uh, to me specifically, he's just been such a, a voice of a father, a healing voice of a father for me. And I, I just love him. I love Allison. I love all your kids. And I just want to say thank you so much for um, coming on and doing this. <laughs> that's, that's such an honor that you say that. And Bethany, there's nobody like you. <laughs> so there's that. And I mean that as the highest compliment. Thank uh, you. I've got to see you now through the years, many different seasons of life. Uh, extreme highs, extreme lows. (laughs) And I've seen this one consistent theme of just really how much you value not only God, but the presence of God and going after the presence of God. I can think of so many different times now (laughs) across many different continents (laughs) where I can look over to my left or to my right, wherever you are. And there's just this unspoken chemistry that yeah. Bethany has something from the spirit of God. <laughs> and uh, for some of you guys that may think that is the strangest language to describe <laughs> the content of this podcast, all I can tell you is when you really sing from your heart long enough, you begin to know people on a whole yeah. nother level. Yeah. And uh, that's really where some beautiful stuff happens. So yeah, I've been the, 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 it's been my, my, my pleasure and joy to, uh, to see and experience those moments with Bethany Joy. Man, thank you, thank you, thank you. I was thinking of this one instance in particular where you uh, you really fathered me. And uh, <laughs> it was more one of those uh, humbling moments that needed to happen for Miss Bethany Joy. See, for those of you that don't know, I started singing with like Grammy Award winners and all these recording artists and I end up going to my church, which I absolutely love. And I thought I was just like the best thing since sliced bread. And, and when I get, <laughs> and then I get to my church, which was Houston Worship Center at the time. And I'm like, all right, let me show y'all how to do this. And then Pastor Chris comes in like, no, 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 no. And we were in a service where I think we were doing that song, You Are Good by Bethel. And I did it in the key of D and somebody didn't get the memo that we were supposed to do it in the key of G. So if you know music, that's one sharp difference, but it makes the biggest difference in the entire world because somebody wasn't on the first chord. So I'm trying to find the notes. And you guys, Mm. I don't have a hard time finding the notes, okay? (laughs) 
<laughs> so I begin to just get this atmosphere that is not a good one. It's a real bad one. There's a whole lot of stink to it. I'm supposed to be leading people into the presence of God, and I just want to punch everyone. <laughs> and then <laughs> we finally you are hit. you are good, Lord, but I'm sad <laughs> so bad. You are good, but I am so mad, and this is not good. And I quit. I never want to do this again. And we're leading this song, and we finally get into the key. And I'm looking at Pastor Chris, and I'm like, "Somebody's in the wrong key. Somebody's in the wrong key." And you're looking at me like, "Oh, you are good," and you're just like, "Sing it anyways." And then we finally realized what happened. The guitar player was in the wrong key. You tell him to fix it. He fixes it. I'm positive you're not going to let me sing the next song. And instead of going to the next song, we start over and we do it all over again. <laughs> and I just remember being so mad. But there was such a lesson like in that moment where... I'm more concerned about how excellent and how amazing and how like fantastic and professional it is. And really all you were wanting me to focus on is like your heart. That's the only thing that matters. I was into performing and I was needing to learn that that didn't matter, you know, uh, in that moment. And you just, you did it again. And at the end you were like, you know what, Bethany, you had about a six foot radius of angry all around you. <laughs> And you can never minister from that place ever again. <laughs> and I can tell you there was fire coming from my ears. It was coming from behind my head. And it was just, just a humbling moment for me because I was like, you know, this is terrible. But God still showed up. And it was a lesson that young, like young in my life, I needed, I needed to learn that. And I didn't end up learning it till later. And it just so happened that I learned it with you. <laughs> oh, the memories. Oh, the, oh the memories. Good times, good times. Well, I wanted to have you on here for many reasons. I feel like we could talk about so many things. Like you are like the nugget king. You have more nuggets than McDonald's. <laughs> and I just feel like you have so much gold on the inside of you and, and people that don't know you and they need to. Um, that you are just such a father to not just me, to your kids, but to so many people in the nations. And you have such revelation of uh, the things of God. But to me specifically in worship, um, I learned so much from you about just the importance of guarding your heart and that the stream that you're ministering from is pure. And I mentioned to you that I kind of wanted you to talk about um, that um, because that really just set me free um, in so many ways, because I would judge so many people, <laughs> honestly, because I was like, I know that they're living in sin and I know that they're this. And I'm like, how are they still anointed? And you started to talk to me about that revelation that the Lord had given you. Um, so would you would you talk about that? Sure. I mean, <clears throat> you know, worship is such a supernatural thing. And I, I yeah. think. I think a lot of the times we really don't grasp how supernatural it is that any of us, God could use us to yeah. sing, to sing anything that would sure. make people focus on God in such a real and tangible way that they could have an experience with him and completely yeah. lose focus of us. The fact yeah. that that's even possible uh, really just blows my mind. But, you know, there, there's a lot of likening in the scripture uh, 
of when the spirit of God moves to wind. There's, there's a lot yes. of, there's a, when the Holy spirit is moving, the father is looking for those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Right. And the spirit of God, when it begins to blow, there is a yielding that has to happen. Yeah. And uh, if we're going to, we're going to go in the direction that the wind is blowing. Um, he's given us some tools and he's given us a way for it to not just be so abstract that you sure. have to be like, uh, you know, some kind of nautical giant to catch, uh, catch the wind. <laughs> yeah. <You> right. <laughs> but he's, he's given us the word and he wants us to, you know, he, he wants us to give thanks always. Uh, yeah. and, and that we would, you know, Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody in our hearts. And that's where, uh, we can begin to sing. There's like a song that comes out of us. Yeah. And it's directly connected to those, those, those things, Psalms, hymns, and yeah. spiritual songs are connected. They're not just great rhyming or amazing timing with your syncopation when you sing or yeah. just a really airy tone. Those are awesome things and God can use that. But if you're not careful, literally the room's atmosphere changing and Jesus showing up and all of these amazing things happen really ride on did you sing it right 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 yeah and if you don't have the confidence to know the word in me is is really what is going to uh, the, the the word of god that he's put inside of me is the confidence i draw from for him to come near that's not excusing musical right. excellence that's not that we should know our stuff we should be able to nashville our way out of any you know <laughs> You are no good. You you are good. D to G jam. You know, like you just you mentioned, we should be right. able to get out of it. Yeah, but for sure. That being said, you know, I got to the place, you know, where I, when I was leading, leading more and more, that I, I wanted to know. I had my faith exercise for Jesus to come into the room because He promised that where two or more gathered, yeah. uh, He's there. He's in the midst of his, I mean, he, he's demonstrating himself in our praise. That's the Bible. So we know that. Yes. But what, yeah. hap what happens when we get past that? So we believe right. he's, we actually believe he's going to show up. That's not enough. Yeah. Now, yeah. what are you going to draw from? What well yeah. are you going to draw from? What reservoir mm -hmm. of the word of God are you going to mm -hmm. draw from in your spirit? to be able to describe him when he walks in the room. Yeah. I mean, you're big, you're awesome. You're really big <laughs> and awesome. No, this, this was the challenge and why, you know, honestly in the old Testament that not just anybody could be a Levitical singer, you know, they right. had to have a certain yeah. amount of real discipline, not, not just so that they could prove it was so that there was a real credibility to, uh, when, when something would happen, there was, there was substance, um, yeah. to when the Lord would move. And then, and it's beyond that, there's a language that begins to come forth. And yeah. I really think it's the most beautiful, the spontaneous, the prophetic, when it begins to describe him real time as mm -hmm. he's moving in the room. So, you know, this takes real risk. I mean, yeah. if he's showing up, move, coming into the room as a healer. I don't yeah. want to be describing, you know, the comforter generically. <laughs> yeah. 
right. want I want to be sensitive enough and have enough revelation and knowledge and confidence, honestly, to begin yeah. to to um, speak on that level when he comes. And so, you know, just like you see over in in the Gospel of John, it says that, you know, in that first miracle that Jesus did, the wedding of Cana, where it was uh, the first of many miracles that Jesus would perform. And this is kind of a roundabout way of answering your question. It says yeah. that the servants were able to draw, the servants drew uh, the wine out and they, they knew where it came from in a way yeah. that not everybody else knew. And, and this is what it says. It says, uh, they go to the master of the feast. You guys know this story in John chapter two. So for some of you that don't, it's really an amazing story, but it's basically about how water gets turned into wine. And, yeah. and what's so amazing about the story is that the servants had a, had a unique understanding because of their proximity to this miracle for yeah. how supernatural it actually was. They had water yeah. the entire time until it was literally turned into wine. And I think, I literally think the same principle with worship, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but the Bible Bring says <laughs> that, that we draw out of our, uh, out of our bellies, liver, li rivers of living water. Okay. Yeah. So in each person, Jesus has said, you can have one drink that yeah. turns into rivers, plural. Just yeah. think about that. You know, mm -hmm. that's the, the, the woman at the well, and she says, "You, there's a drink that you can have where you'll never thirst again." And matter of fact, yes. I can turn, I can turn one drink into rivers of living water. Okay, yes. so we have that now by faith as children yes. of God. We're born mm -hmm. again. We've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God lives inside of us. So my point of saying that is, we have rivers. We have access to rivers of water. Yes. Yeah. The reason that. The reason that's important is I remember one time we were talking about worship, Bethany, and yeah, and I, I really felt the Lord say, uh, the the qual the 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 purity of the water determines the quality of the wine. Yes. So let so let me say that again. The purity of the water determines the quality of the wine. So when 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 there is a pure water, the wine is extravagant. Yeah. But when it's when it's polluted, uh, it could be anything from just sin to diluted to compromise. It could be a lot of different yeah. things. But pure water turns to pure wine. And yes. there's something about the, the, the pure word of God inside us. I know that we eat we the, the words likened to bread, but it's also we're to wash ourselves with the the, the, the yeah. washing of the water of the word. There's a connection of the word being in us. And, uh, you know, when that word is in you, it can be one very basic word. But when God yeah. turns that water of that word into wine, it is not oh, only better. miraculous, but it's enough. It's how he can take yeah. one, like one word like holy and breathe on it in a way that it, it, it's not just a four letter word. It is literally right. carried you into the throne room of Revelation four and five. And you, yeah. begin to send, you begin to see the living creatures and you begin to see yeah. the scene around the throne of heaven from the depth of that word, because there's, yeah. there's, there's wine on it. There's real life on it. And yes. it's, it's just come from the pure, the purity of it. 
So, yeah. I mean, the Bible tells us who can ascend to the hell of Lord, clean hands and a pure heart. All of those yeah. are things. But I think the way that we walk that out practically is we just really guard um, not only things that are precious to us, our ear yeah. gates, our eye gates, all that stuff's obvious. Mm -hmm. But when God really speaks to us, we carry it in a way that that matters. And it's set apart. Yes. It's set apart. That's that's what yeah. holy is. But yeah. <clears throat> I, I, for me, I just, I would watch this happen, uh, you know, from time to time and, and honestly from nation and, and people group to people group yeah. where it didn't really matter. They would sing something eloquent. They would sing something yeah. not audible. They would sing something. Some of our, some of the Chinese, they will sing like, it's just a shrillish noise i don't even know yeah. how to describe it but the glory yeah. the glory of god rides on that and yes. he, he rides on sound and god loves to inhabit the praises of his people and yes. there's just there is something significant when you see that happen in reality and it marks you in a way where you're like you know what this is precious to me i'm going to carry this precious uh yes. this precious wine and then you begin to have faith for it and you get to see it happen all the time uh, because you, yeah. you know that this is possible. So how oh, that answers yeah. your question. Yes, it does. <laughs> you just have to carry it be like it's so precious. I mean, it's like, I mean, I've never had kids, but I've carried enough newborn babies because all my friends have kids. But it's like you wouldn't just mishandle the way that you carry something that's so fragile and so precious. And that's the way that you have to look at this, what you've been given, you know, you have to carry it like it's the most valuable, most precious, most fragile thing. Um, and, and I, I want to like stress the importance too. like, I don't, I've mentioned this in my previous uh, interview with Tim and Brandy, but I don't want this to just be directed at, you know, people that are leading worship or playing an instrument. Like this is for everybody. A hundred percent. I mean, I, I can tell you just in, in, uh, that was my application for 15 years. Yeah. I, I'm seeing the application now much different, but it's the yeah. same, it's the same wine that he's wanting to pour out in a business setting. And yes. the skill, the skill set is not, is not, can you use it to, to lead worship? The anoint, right. the anointing enables us to do anything. We can, we know, we, we, right. it teaches us to do all things. You yes. Know? And so that's a real thing. And, and I guess got to say this, it's every time you learn how to draw out of that, whether it's yeah. something the Lord wants to encourage some with, someone with, it could be a song. It could be just something you write on a piece of paper. The skill, yeah. the skill set that we're developing is just the sensitivity to the spirit of God in general. And, yes. and when you draw from that, 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 that realm or from that area, uh, it begins to have life that people notice. I mean, I was sitting in a, in a meeting today, just a normal yeah. staff meeting, and they noticed they noticed something that that I literally yes. I, I couldn't believe they noticed. They just they the way they describe it is an energy. The way they des yeah. describe it is like a something that I just I don't know how to put my finger on, and right. and that's that's that set apart heart to say you know yeah. what Lord. Whether it's like a, a a Daniel or a prophet that's put into a, like a Joseph in an area where it's completely ungodly, it's the still, it's that same 
distinguishing yeah. mark of God's presence on a person. That's really what makes us different anyway. And so yes. they see and recognize that. And we can draw from those experiences and share them with them. And uh, what's, yes. what's pretty crazy is when you see it in, the, in a non-church setting, you can draw people right into that same experience. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't have to have all of the same. You don't have to have a microphone on and be on That's center right. stage for people to have an Come encounter on. with God. <laughs> I mean, yes. they, they're longing for what you have. They don't they don't need all the the, the packaging. They just want yes. they, they want right. the real thing. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's like you've got the river of God on the inside of you and it doesn't leave you when you go to work. So why are you operating any differently when you go to work, when you go to school, when you when you're doing what you're doing yeah. uh, on, on a daily basis? Yeah. It's the river is the river. Yeah. And we need to be functioning out of the river. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ezekiel's river got deeper the farther it got away from the temple. Wow. I mean, that, that's, that's good. That's Bible. I mean, the farther it got away yeah. from the house of God, the, I mean, it got deeper. Yeah. And somehow I think we have it like the diff, a different way. And, you know, God, God has got to, he doesn't got to do anything, but in this, <laughs> in this time that we're living in as the shifting of the way that the, that we do things uh, has, yeah. has shifted so much you know, with pandemics and, and everything, yeah. the way that we're doing it, we're going to have to be a little a less rigid on the application. And Come so on. somebody asked me today, they're like, are you in ministry? And I turned around and I said, <laughs> I said, Kanye West is doing Christian albums. Donald J. Trump <laughs> is your president. And Paula White is his pastor. I think ministry <laughs> is being radically redefined. Totally. Yes. One, a woman pastor, a woman. I mean, yeah. these are not these are not these are not about how you feel about that person that I brought up. It's more about right. the fact that the way God is using people in places of yes. authority, in places of influence, as imperfect as they mm-hmm. all are, every every example included. Yes, God is still using people in a way that is unique to them. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. I think when we when we relegate it to a certain a certain look, not only do we cut off ninety percent of the the people that God's wanting to <laughs> to minister right. to, but we frustrate ourselves. And this is what I think is so incredible: is God is so uniquely yeah. creative that He has got a specific way that that same anointing mm-hmm. that was on Jesus is going to flow through you. Oh yeah. And if you'll if you'll just let him do it, it'll be just yes. it'll be tailored for you. And yeah. and what a sad thing that, that you could look over and see something that yes, it's a great example that we honor, but God has a very potent and powerful thing to flow through you that's never been seen before on the earth. Let him do it, yes. people. Let him let him be who he yes. wants to be through you. Let him yes. shine through yeah. your personality just the way that he made you and uh, yes. and and allow it. And I think some of it's uh, the other thing while you're on water uh, that, that really got me <laughs> recently uh, is Paul said, I want to be a, a drink offering for the Lord. And, and yeah. when I read that Greek word and I saw the word, it's the word spendo, 
I literally lost mm-hmm. it. Spendo. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Spendo. The Greek word for drink offering <laughs> okay. is spendo. And so spendo. And I was like, yes, Lord, uh, you can spend me however you want. I want my I want my will to be so malleable it's like water. Yeah. So want you know to answer the question about not only like what does it look like practically but what does worship mean to me? It is literally yeah. that I would be I would be a drink that the Lord could have or yes. pour in any way that he wants. Yes. Yes. It doesn't matter yes. it doesn't matter to me the application it uses. I don't care how he he can drink it. He can clean the porch off with it. I don't care what he does with it. (laughs) I want to be something that brings him joy by being willing enough and flexible enough to be a spendo. Yes. Oh, that's so good. And I just believe like (laughs) spend to me. so good i just really believe that there is like there's a marrying that's happening between the kingdom and and the business world there's a marrying that's happening between all of these things and so many people myself included didn't know how to be kingdom and also business minded for most of my life i didn't know that you could do both of those together that god actually wants us to yeah i think we put so much pressure on ourselves that that, uh, you know, it, it has to look a certain way. And here's the thing, like, God God will train you in a thing and promote you. Uh, and, it, you know, when he, he used, uh, he used different parables, but, you know, if you were faithful and litter, little and then God made you a steward over 10 cities, uh, yeah, you were faithful with money, and now you're you're a governor over a, a natural city. So the point of saying wow. that is not only did your influence mm-hmm. increase, it didn't increase five talents to 150 talents. It, right. it went from monetary to governmental. Wow. So my point is, is, if God sees you faithful in an area as much as small or as insignificant as it may feel yeah. or be, his promotion is not necessarily one-to-one or apples-to-apples. He can promote yeah. you. You could have been faithful in one area and him make you a governor over a completely different <laughs> realm of influence. And, Come on. And you're, you're not realizing it, it was a promotion. And those people yeah. are desperate and have no light. And, yes. you know, he's wanting us to have, first of all, he's sending us out to recover hidden things in, yes. in darkness. Mm. So, I mean, yeah. you know, that that's, that's a different kind of, of, that's a different kind of a mission. And we're going out with the mm-hmm. most light and the most vision, almost like an owl more than an eagle yeah you know you're able to right. see the most at night you're able to you have vision that other people don't have you're you know yeah. personified with wisdom it's like a different a different look than most people would think yeah. and he's setting us out that way and and he's he's what's what's really crazy is the fact that you're not actually having to change what you're doing as much as you think i think in our mind right. we're like in this setting, I have to say it way different. No, you don't. <laughs> right. 
Right. You know, part of the reason he used John the Baptist is because his speech was very clear, very simple. Yeah. And it just points yeah. to the Lord. So all we have to do is point people to Jesus. We can't leave Jesus out yes. when we're talking about Jesus. And so, yeah, you know, it's clear. What, exactly. It's clear to them when they hear who we're talking about, why we're, why mm-hmm. we have this integrity. And then the other thing that's awesome is, you know, you can worship God right where you are and do things with such a yeah. high level of integrity and excellence that it actually provokes them to ask you why you're doing it. And you can say, I worship, I'm a worshiper of God. Well, we're not singing. Well, who said anything about worship and singing? Worship is how exactly. I live my life before God. And the yes. fact that you've noticed yeah. I show up five minutes every single day. I never leave earlier than my dismissal time. I always take my trash yeah. out. I do things on a level that's noticeable enough that you're wanting to know yeah. why I do yeah. it. And you can just live your life as a worshiper before God right where, so right where you are. And take the pressure mm-hmm. off yourself. For me, one of the things that I thought was so defining about worship is you know, I, I wasn't a recording artist or a sang with the Grammys. I was just, I was leading, I was leading all these guys. Yeah. And then I figured something out after week after week. I was like, you know, Lord, if all of my worship is going to be determined and valued and evaluated in the 30 minutes, gosh, church people have to get there so early. Oh my gosh. Okay, so hours before the service, and then the, right, and right. Then the service, and then the deeper, all those things. If it's just real, really evaluated on four hours, that's a lot of pressure. What right. if I'm sick? What if I'm off? What if I? What if exactly. I sink flat? Yeah. What What does that mean for it? And then I realized, you know, I'm going to build this worship equity every minute of every day that I can, yes. doing everything else I can, so that that. No matter what happens on that Sunday, as great as I'm going to prepare, as much as I'm going to fast, I'm going to encourage my team. I'm going to do everything I know in my power to have the best corporate gathering we can have. But I know this between me and the Lord, I've already made a lot of deposits to that account. I'm not really worried about drawing on it today. That's so good. It's so, so good. Oh my gosh. And I personally have just encountered that you know, with you, uh, you know, leading worship and, and coming into, into the room, you were in there probably two to three to four to five hours sometimes before the service would even start. There would be services where you would already be somewhere because you had ministered to the father and you had already poured out, uh, for so long, you know, and and then we were just getting to join in, you know, honestly on what, you were pouring out. And so personally, like, I, I know I said this at the beginning, but I have been so affected by what you did behind the scenes. You know, yeah, I, that, I can say there's precious. probably, there's probably hundreds of people that have that have never even gotten to, to say that to you because it was evident that it was more than song singing. It was more than the key. It was more than it being good. It was, if he doesn't come, if we don't meet with him, then we've missed the point, you know, and we've, we've missed what this is all about in, in the first place. And so um, you've, you've just lived that so excellently, so beautifully. And, um, and it's just amazing to see how that's in your everyday, just like I've mentioned to you personally, 
the way that you you honor your wife, the way that you father your children, that is one of the most beautiful acts of worship because it's just like, just like God the Father. It demonstrates the Father in a way that would compel people to be like, I want to know God. I want to know God that he's a good father, that he is what I'm seeing through this person. And I'm getting all emotional because that's what I've, you know, experienced through you. And I just really feel like there's people that are listening that, that they don't know how to live this life of worship because they also don't have this revelation of, of the father. They don't have a revelation of, of what you're talking about. And is there anything that you feel like you could say to people listening, whether they're at a, a level of professional musician or unfortunately what we call like a professional worship leader Sure. <laughs> to somebody that doesn't can't sing on pitch to save their life, but they love Jesus. Yeah. You know, I've had the privilege of, of leading now with a lot of different people that I admire some, some are the greatest worship leaders that no one will ever know in foreign countries. Some are ones that you, you know, turn yeah. on the radio and recognize them. Uh, there's been, there's been yeah. a few things about those people that I've always just totally been drawn to. And it's that same thing mm -hmm. you're talking about. It's, it's their, it's their walk with God. It's, it's their, it's their something about the way they have relationship with God. And so, for yes. me, what I would say to all those people, uh, you know, from, you know, worship starter kit to, <laughs> to you know, somebody that really is a seasoned leader. Uh, you have these moments with God that, you know, you, you don't know when they're going to come. You don't know. You don't know why they come, but you just you learn something that, you know, you can share with someone else and it will help them. So I have one of those yeah. stories I can share. And I remember being so ambitious and Bethany, Bethany was right. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, before we knew, I mean, IHOP was doing extended prayer and worship sets before, before yeah. we had a lot of language for that, we were doing that. And it was kind of like, people were like, what are you guys doing? And what, you know, it was really, <laughs> it was different for a lot of people to minister to the Lord yeah. in a corporate and a private setting. But I was going after it and I was trying to learn the language that God was going to give for us to sing. And I remember like, yeah. I'm going to get my guitar and I'm just going to sing holy until the Lord comes. Cause that's what he is. That's who he is. <laughs> and that's what he does. Yeah. And I remember getting about two minutes into that thing and the Lord stops me and I like, I didn't really feel anything like we weren't going in the direction I thought it was going to go. And I, I just yeah. stopped and listened. And sometimes you need to do that. If you're leading worship, you need to just yeah. listen, <laughs> you know, yeah. we need to take time to listen privately. And, and sometimes yeah. even corporately, I understand people don't like it to be awkward, but more awkward is, yeah. don't get nervous. In yeah, the silence. <laughs> more awkward is jamming something that doesn't belong. <laughs> belong right. in a song list <laughs> or moment that's an, you oh, just gosh. made it an unmoment by being so awkward uh, <laughs> less lord less yeah. but i remember singing i remember the lord saying the angels sing holy but there's not one of them that sings mm -hmm. he loves me 
can sing about how much yeah. he loves me. That's what the Lord said. And in that moment, so I had this revelation, Bethany, where you read the entire book of Revelation, the entire scene of Revelation 4 and 5, which I'm inf- I'm infatuated mm-hmm. with and always will be. Yeah. The throne of God yeah. and the, the 24 elders and the scene before the Lord and the lamb there and, and just everything and every tribe and tongue that this epic, eternal scene that is going on right now as we speak it is as real now as it ever will be it's going on yes and then i realized it has nothing about the love song there's nothing that you see there there's actually not a whole lot you read about in that entire two chapters and it was like the lord began to beg the question where do i go to hear the songs of my love Mm. where do i go to hear the songs of of their love and he li- he listens yeah. for us. He really does. Wow. And I when I heard mm. that and I had the revelation that my affection personally touches the heart of mm. God. Yeah. And that he he desires to to for me to testify of his love for me. Yeah. In a real way. That revelation of how an angel can never sing those words, can never sing those words. No angel was ever, as amazing as they are, no angel was ever redeemed by the blood of Jesus. It was never a thing. The the highest price was paid for humankind. And we have the unique honor and privilege to sing about the love of God in a way that I really believe the angels, it says they look, they look into the things of salvation. Yeah. They cannot even understand the mystery of the love of God for us. They can't understand it. Yes. And that moment and moments like that radically marked me to realize this is not about my singing. This is not about my right. playing. It's not about even whether <laughs> I can hear the coolest prophetic singing song. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I love, I love the song. I love the song of the Lord. I have a high value for yeah. uh, singing. Uh, r- rightly, do we worship Him? You know, worshiping Him rightly. Yes, yes. And and describing Him and His beauty and His splendor. But there's something about just resting in the absolute uh, arms and love of God that that He is forever settled in heaven. His affection for us, the fact that it never is going to change in its duration and its intensity, (laughs) that the love of God is so focused on us that that, that there's Mm -hmm. nothing we can do other than just move out of the the way. Like it is pointed at you. You're having a head on collision with the love of God and (laughs) you, you just have to receive it and respond to it by faith. And so those things really, really wrecked me. Yeah, that was something uh, in a service one time you actually said to me, you know, I had never I had never had anything happen to me that would make me, you know, doubt that God was good, doubt that I was loved, doubt that I was really enough. But I I really had a hard time actually receiving affection, even just like a pat on the back. I'd be like, what do you want from me? You know, and uh, there was a service where you called me back in and the Lord used you to just give me this hug that I remember I I melted because I knew that it was from the father. And you spoke these words to me. You said you're fully accepted, fully pleasing and fully loved by the father. And there's nothing that 
that you could do that can make him love you any more than he already does. Come on. And after years and years of worshiping from a place of not knowing that, I entered into a place of knowing that he received it, knowing that I didn't have to perform for him to show up, knowing that I didn't have to do anything to receive the love because I had already been given that full measure of love and I was coming into the understanding that I already had everything that I already needed. And, you know, I really feel like there's so many people that are probably listening to this that may be in the same boat that I was in. And it's, it's all about performance. It's all about perfection. It's all about um, the ability of, of being talented enough or good enough or qualified enough or rich enough or who knows, like having enough character or, you know, whatever the case might be. What would you say to, to somebody that is in that mindset? Well, I, I would say, <clears throat> you know, once you, once you realize if you don't have the qualification, you'll disqualify yourself. If you, if you think sure. you're qualified, yeah. then you can run, you can run into pride. Uh, if you think you earned yeah. it, then you're self-righteous. If you live in sin and try yeah. to lead, then you're rebellious. There is a lot of ways <laughs> that you can get way out of whack. And sure. I, I really believe it's this, it's once again, why the, the word of God has to be uh, kind of what, what steers us. Uh, and kind of yes. keeps us on the pathway, if you if you were, because, you know, yeah. he's working on different things. He's molding us. We're clay and he's 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 molding us into the image of Jesus. That's what we're all yeah. becoming. And uh, he's molding yes. us into that same image on the inside and on the outside. Uh, yeah. And so the, the reason I say that is, you know, he, he can be working on one thing. And, and if you're not careful, you'll, you'll not get in a ditch with it, but you'll get so fixated yeah. on it that you'll put all this pressure on yourself and then you'll, you'll either yeah. pull over and stop or, you know, have a pity party for yourself uh, or you, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you won't keep moving forward. And, you know, the, the Bible tells us this, that he's, he's moving us from glory to glory and faith to faith and yes. strength to strength. And, uh, You know, for me, something that really has changed my life dramatically in the last few weeks has been a scripture in the Old Testament that says that that his mercies are new every single morning. Great is your faithfulness. And and it's in in Lamentations. uh, And it basically says this. He goes on to say, you know, this this is what I'm going to remember. And he talks about waiting on the Lord. And, you know, you have to realize that God can show up in a new way. Uh, and, and, and it's yeah. every single morning for the rest of your life. And you've got to have the same expectation and excitement that he's going to meet you there in a good way. Yeah. Just like you do when, you know, you, you order something that's $7 on Amazon and you get the buzz from your phone that it's going to be there. You're six <laughs> stops down. I mean, I can't be the only p- person that gets excited <laughs> when something shows up. And yes. God has something. I get excited. God has something amazing that's going to show up every single day in your life, and you you need mm. to even if you did have a rough service or a rough moment, you've got to you've got to get up and you've got to shake the you know shake that off 
and realize something good yeah. and something new is headed right for you. And don't miss it by don't so miss good. it by focusing on something that didn't happen. Focus on all that yeah. God is doing and is and is. And so if you really if you really are listening and you know the Lord, uh, if you really are honest with yourself, if you if you examine the faithfulness of God past one or two moments that you don't understand or have all the details to, you're going to find it to be extremely compassionate, extremely full of mercy yeah. and extremely good. Yes. And if you'll if you'll just focus <laughs> yes. on that and I'm just telling you, just put that worry and concern and anxiety down just for a few minutes and yes. focus on something else, you're going to start to see God's mercy come to you in a new and living way. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, could you just pray over to. anybody I'd love listening? To. First of all, it's such a pleasure to, to have you guys listening. And, uh, you know, we would be amiss if we didn't take time to tell you, listen, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Yes. This whole podcast has been about you knowing that God loves you, that God has a plan for you, he has a purpose for you, yeah. and that uh, one of the highest privileges we have is to tell you about Jesus. And so he's yes. here for you. Uh, he is the lifter of every burden. He destroys every single yoke. And uh, he is the person that we're testifying of. He is the one we worship. Yeah. And so I just pray for each person that's either hearing this for the first time or maybe has been doing this for a while that the reality of who Jesus is would begin to just come through the airwave and Lord, that you would just begin to fill their ears uh, as they're listening on their headphones or in their car or on their device, that the, the reality of Jesus who was and is and is to come the same yesterday, today, and forever, the Jesus we worship, the Jesus we adore and the Jesus that we are speaking about would just become real to them and that you would show them your overwhelming and profuse goodness and kindness, Lord, in a, in a real and tangible way. In Jesus' name. Yes, in Jesus' name. Thank you so much, Of course. I have loved every second of this. It's my joy. <laughs> yeah, so if, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, where would they... They can find me on my Instagram, Chris Clemis. Uh, they can find me there. I've got some other projects I'm kind of working on, which I'm very excited about. And I'll start tagging more and more of those. I've got some awesome. some book awesome. ideas that I've, I've constantly been working on. But you really got to follow me to follow my wife, to follow my family, because that's all the pictures that you're going <laughs> to yes. want. And if you want... They literally have the most beautiful family you have ever seen in your entire and they, life. They, they will do anything <laughs> for enough candy. No. Uh. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. See, guys, I told y'all he had more nuggets than uh, McDonald's. You probably just you just got overwhelmed with yeah, all the gold you nuggets. Guys, that please you were just please reach out to Bethany. Let us know where you're listening from or how this is how this yes, is kind of. Uh, touch something in your heart. We'd love to know how we can continue to encourage you. Yes. And, um, man, it's our joy to just be able to just be able to share our hearts with you. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Chris. And I'm definitely going to have love. you on again. Love yes, you guys so much. That was awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm so glad that you tuned in today and I pray that you leave so blessed and so inspired to live the life of a worshiper in your every day. If you want more information on the artists and guests that I had on the podcast today, you can go to www.bethanyjoysings.com. And in the most recent blog post, you're going to find all their information and all the ways to connect with them. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Bethany Joy Sings and on Facebook at Bethany Joy. And I pray that you continue to walk with us as we learn together how to live the life of a worshiper.